0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fun filled episode of the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And uh, before I get into the meat of this, I'd like to do what I always do and thank my $15 or more a month patrons. Remember that despite the fact that Bob Chipman and Chris Chipman are both on this show, this is 100% funded, as are my other shows, by my Patreon, patreon.com slash Chippa, And those of you that give me $15 or more a month because you're awesome, um, get Shout it out right here. And those are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrin, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, and collaborating online. And this episode, as a lot of episodes, is brought to you by the Geeks with Shields podcast. Each week, hosts Axel and Outwork provide a nerdy escape from the darkest timeline talking everything from comics to long-forgotten movies and TV shows. If the darkest timeline has you down, check out the Geeks with S.H.I.E.L.D.'s podcast for all your nerdy needs, particularly their newest endeavor, the Geeks of Grimdark, where they're talking Warhammer, which they talk often when they come on my show. And with that, um, Bob, how are you today, man? I am... Uh, I'm, I'm doing, Chris. How about you? I'm doing. We are hanging in there. We are now in August. Um, we are in, are we- what, year 780 of um the covid pandemic it would seem yeah yeah that is a thing yeah we we are in august and um yeah the last time we talked to you god it was forever ago now we were celebrating a hundred thousand downloads i feel like we just did another one of these recently but i guess we didn't so it, it's been a bit um it, is, it has been a bit it has uh, I A mean- movie theater theaters are still closed the Wait, united states is still, still a garbage pit. um yeah but today i don't know if you've seen bob but i woke up today um or w- went on my lunch break at work and found that blockbuster video was trending did oh see really? this? yeah what happened there did, did you see uh no i did not so this is cool so um i didn't know this but but as you know i i run another show the the talkbuster podcast and have had the people that run the last store on the planet on. And I guess they've had something in the works for a bit that COVID put off. um, And they hadn't really been telling anyone about it, but they just had their premiere of the documentary that was filmed there that didn't get to do the normal festival circuit like they intended. So they had a, a drive in movie night. Um, so they could actually show it to people, which I guess went really well, and I hope to have them on soon to talk about that in a bigger capacity. But Airbnb released this morning um, a three-night-only or a weekend-only event in September where you'll be able to stay overnight at the last blockbuster on the planet. Oh, okay. and. And Airbnb released this, and I looked, and it's it's being listed by Sandy Harding, and it's, like, for, for four people, rent the place for a night, stay here, you have access to their whole movie library, and they've set up, like, a living room in there with beds and couches and TVs to, like, just hang out, and it costs four bucks. It costs what a rental would have cost in the 90s, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. That's fun. And, yeah, because, you know, Airbnb... You know, with the COVID thing, Airbnbs, as long as they keep things clean, are able to be open. So they thought this would be a funny little gag, you know, to get people. And what's cool about it is whether it was Dish Network um, opting out to, like, put somebody back on the Twitter account for the day as part of the ad campaign. But since Dish still owns Blockbuster, Blockbuster's Twitter account posted for the last time six and a half years ago, basically signing off and saying goodbye. And they just came back. At the exact same moment, the Airbnb announcement came out and said, hey, everybody, we're just checking in. And uh-huh. the internet went apeshit for it. <laughs> and so I thought that was kind of cool. And I, I, I posted a little, so what is a six and a half year check-in um, cost for late fees? Which I, I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, b- Blockbuster's blowing up today, apparently. Well, what do you know? So that's uh, a funny little piece of odd happiness in a, in a weird, terrible clusterfuck. Sure. So, uh, so what else? So I was, I was trying to put together, you know, a lot of people are doing better than me, but can, what are, can you think, I mean, this is what you do for work, but how many <laughs> movies that were new have you seen this year? Uh, I, I mean, I could look through the... the... No, it's just a rough estimate. I, I thought it was a lot more than the number I came up with. Not many. Yeah, uh, I mean, I could only think of five. That are brand I, mean, new this been, year. I mean I'm sure that I could I'm I'm sure that it, it's been it's more more than five. It's been uh it's I mean it's been pretty frequent. I've been seeing screeners. It's been I've got to as is the case, especially as it goes, I've I've kind of got to come through because things have not been uh normally this time of year. This is this is when things would be coming out that would be okay, here's the screener, it'll be out on Friday. Okay, here's a screener, it'll be out on Friday. Right. That, because it's summer movies. But because there are no summer movies right now, because everything got knocked ahead uh, to fall, and now the fall, well, we just found out that, like, Mulan will be going to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Tenet will be uh, in a couple theaters in, uh, presumably a couple theaters in the U.S., and will be out in Europe first. Uh, yeah no idea how that's going to go no idea uh because apparently the warner brothers is not going to show uh, that to press before it comes out in the u.s which is another wonderful part of this whole thing uh in my profession is that this we are not obligated to put it out in theaters now thing has turned that into something that the studios have wanted for a while just a way to completely play favorites with who gets access in the press to their uh the the preview product whereby right, now it's just right. case by case basis so now uh you'll you know uh if the i, I don't even know what the metacritic or rotten tomato scores look like for anything big when they start coming back out again because now the studios can just say yeah well we don't have to do screenings in regions and towns anymore so I, I would be shocked if anything gets below like a 70 now because the studios can just look at people who generally always give their stuff good reviews and get it sent out to them and then uh, it, it, sounds, on. But it sounds can't. oddly like the video game industry. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of sh- it's kind of shitty and it's uh, probably going to get worse. And Ugh. and uh, and so so who knows what's going to happen with Tenet. I'm I understand that like we just had these these huge layoffs at Warner Brothers now like DC Comics basically has no one working in the editorial department now. Um a lot of Warner Brothers is gone. Uh, Warner Media is, is has has to restructure now and like they're they have to put a whole bunch of new people into stre- into their their streaming department because they've collapsed the two streaming things together or they're in the process of it. And I mean, I'm sure Christopher Nolan's doing fine and whatnot, but like, HBO Max could really use Tenet right now. Yep. And uh, so that's the thing. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe there is, like, a big... May, maybe the, the premise of this really is so needed to be kept a secret that it needs the the all-at-once theatrical... I don't know. But so the bottom line is, before getting off track on, on a tangent, uh, the... Mm there has the the stuff that i have been uh seeing uh new-ish has either been festival releases that are like getting uh put out now that are coming out uh, like right now or things that are being able to be screened now but uh when are they coming out we don't know yet because these are the Movies that we think might have a shot in award season or whatnot that uh, that will hit sometime in the fall or winter, so we haven't picked a release date. So, but for all we know, this could be these could end up being twenty twenty one movies, right? You know, like uh, God help anyone who had like I mean, that, there are studio <laughs> movies. Like I mean, like that Jungle Cruise movie is is. Finished. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean bad. I mean like they finished making that movie. Like they, they were on the way to start like at the very least test screening the not yet a hundred percent effects finished version of that movie when they decided now that's just gonna come out next year. Yeah, that was one of the first, right? They got the biggest yeah, on it. That was in like April that they it, changed that. Yeah, like they looked at that right at like D- Disney looked right at like because Disney had a had like you know 50 movies coming out this summer they looked right ahead and they said okay, what's the stuff that's only gonna make 800 million instead of a billion? Okay, next year, next year, next year, next year, and then they started they they kind of said okay, but we've still got Black Widow and we've still got Mulan, we good, and then they gradually everyone started- thought, and uh, I think the pick, I think the next Pixar. I think, did they already say, is going straight to Plus? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure what I read, and this could have changed from like the Mulan date. Because remember, when Mulan came out, there was a ton of editorials and speculations and stuff released. But I believe Disney's stance was the Mulan thing is a trial for them to see if they can support a direct-to-on-demand release of one of their big movies and... I would imagine that they'd be more apt to do the next Pixar because Onward did really well on Plus, even though Onward had been in theaters and Onward's yeah. transition was good for them, I guess. But, I mean, they they are definitely not very trigger happy about doing it with the Marvel films. Right. That seems to be the one that they're holding back on. Like, I think if Mulan does great, I mean, Hamilton should have already showed them that this is this is viable for them because so many people I mean what what did what did they say Disney has hit their eight year subscriber mark in six months yeah that's I mean yeah COVID had a lot to do with that but they were already skyrocketing towards that before this happened well um but uh I don't know like th- that that brings me to the topic about Mulan you know a lot of single angry people on the internet are very butthurt by the price that disney is charging and i i could see disney going you know the invisible man route of charging 20 30 seems like a lot but at the same time 90 percent of the people that are going to pay to watch this have like six people in their household yeah i mean six person movie night in the theater is like a 200 hundred dollar outing like yeah, well, i mean to me to me they're printing gold with that yeah, number they could have charged anything they wanted yeah, well, I mean the the issue is is that, you know, uh, and the the thing of it is is that it's the, you know, it's it's the it's the water it's it, it's the the dripping water wearing down the stone kind of thing. Here is that everyone as soon as Disney said, "Hey, we're doing uh, we're doing this Disney Plus thing," everyone kind of kind of threw up their hands and went, "Well, okay, that's it." You know, movies are a service now. That that's just because they 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 own all the IP they own they own all the Disney stuff they own all the Fox stuff they're they're just you know they own all the Marvel stuff it's but I mean for, for, it's you, so, so it, it everyone knows that it's where it's going is that they can eventually just do whatever they want with this so it's like okay yes they can charge thirty dollars for Mulan means like yes they're underselling Mulan now the fact that it's going to work means that they don't have to undersell the next thing No, agreed now now here's the question sitting in a position where neither of us know of the quality of this mulan film it looks fantastic it looks like they nailed it early word is that they nailed it yeah you know dis disney doesn't usually they've been batting very much close to a thousand in the last few years and not backing um bad horses in what they put out there so so the question is Does this show any lack of confidence in the movie on their part where they could easily have moved it and, like you said, do something viable like a Pixar movie on there to try it out? Or do they have Onward and Rise of Skywalker and Hamilton and all these other things already with the numbers that we don't get to see necessarily um, that back that horse of saying, no, 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 we just make it seem like this is a risk and it's really not. No, this is just the clock running out. This is yeah. – it's – there's a whole lot of – the fact is no one knows what is going to happen with the with the pandemic. But there is a lot of educated guessing. And the main no one knows what's going to happen – like at this point, the only thing that you can really guess about it is that everything is going to be – the worst-case scenario, because basically no one is in charge of the country. Yes, there is that. So you have, like, like, like it's... It, it It's... Whether through deliberate malfeasance or just stupidity, we're being run by idiots. And nothing is going to get better with this until someone wants to like, grab the country by the scruff of them. Like, they keep saying, oh, you know, you have to... You know, if we just locked that... Like, not that this is something that we, as Americans, will... Because we already did it once. Like, the the point at which we could have fixed this past months ago, you know, when they said, oh, yeah, you know, everyone just stay in your house and here's some money and don't do anything and we're going to set shit up and then you know, when you come out of your house, we'll be ready, and then they didn't do anything to get ready because they're stupid. Yep. Yeah, like, the, the point at which, like, that's ghosted. No one's gonna go back in their houses again. No, no. no that's no, not, that's no, not... Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, It's so, like a kid with detention. They don't yeah. stop being bad the minute they're out of detention. Right. It's, you know, it's and it's not, not, yeah, and, and it's and we're not... Like, everyone hated it so much the first time, and it's... And now we've had this, like, ramshackle half halfway to reopen thing with no coherent plan state to state well you also unfortunately the thing time gives is time gives more weight to the people that said that have the it didn't happen to me mentality or didn't happen anyone around me right yeah when time passes and it still doesn't touch them then they go up obviously me just being me is is fine and i'm untouchable right yeah. and it's, and and that that just makes it worse right so so now people are are like resigned to it and used to it and i think unfortunately we're ba- like like with everything else going on in the uh the country basically anything that has to do with like policy related to things all many anything like you know what would you do in in a disaster scenario like uh, even the business community waiting around on hey what should we do about the economy basically everyone is waiting around till november to find out if we have an entirely new person in charge or if this same person is in charge but now has four years of unfettered power to find out if like what the next thing to do is because all the current president is doing is changing his mind every six hours about what he thinks will keep him out of prison in november yeah so now now coming at it from coming at it from a viewpoint of um one of the few times we'll all agree that every state having their ability to do things a certain way is a good thing because i don't always agree with that I'm seeing, and again, this is little glimpses of goodness in this mess, just through I'm paying attention to school board meetings and paying attention to what schools are doing because I have a daughter that would benefit well from safe in-person contact at school. So I'm paying attention to that. Now, one of the big positives I see coming out of this that could be for the better if people are proactive, which Because the state and then the individual districts have been allowing themselves to kind of, here's our recommendation now, come up with a plan for how you're going to meet that, but you can kind of work within the confines of your own ability and budget. Lynn is now stating that they're going to be um, able to uh, provide a device for every student, device and internet for every student in the city that isn't able to work remotely. So they have the option of working remotely all year, even if they go back to hybrid. Now, what's one cool benefit that comes from that? This isn't a benefit for the children, of course, but a benefit for the schools is now they basically said that if they do have a normal school year, they can set the school year to instead of that 180 day because they want to have that ability to have days off and then go to you know snow days, they basically say we're not going to have snow days. Because we, unless we lose power, we've switched on the fact that if a kid stays home, we have remote learning stuff embedded. So one positive that came from this is people actually grew up and are learning the technology to be there to help you when there's an issue instead of only reacting after there's an issue is all of a sudden a good thing. So I see there's some positives, but unfortunately, the country as a whole, because like you said, it's run by nobody to complete idiots um doesn't have that same proactive mentality and that's a bummer i think if i was 12 that would sound like the most dystopian thing i'd ever heard yeah no i i think that they they close school for snow and then like my tv clicks on and my teacher's there and it's like no we're we're still going to school like oh no as a student it's terrible but you know (laughs) at, at the same time you know as someone that you know real like what is the contingency we don't i mean we've had years where kids have had to go to school until damn near august no no i get it yeah yeah you know? no i just i just I, it had never before occurred to me till this moment that remote learning removes the idea of days. of inclement weather canceling school and i'm like wow there's going to be a, like like the like the previous generation was the last generation to 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 know that it used to be when it snowed a little, they closed school. Like you that- know what? I, I, I do think, though, an, another benefit, and I know that this uh, – the student in me, the young student in me, because you and I were both kind of just by design of our genetics and our mentalities pretty good self-learners, I think this is going to be a huge help for kids yeah. that have a hard time learning to self-learn because <laughs> – I know from college, if you don't have to show up somewhere, <laughs> if if you, if you weren't the type to like um, have a regiment, you're not going to school. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're going to lose that pretty quick. So, so the, the, the tangent back to what we were talking about is, is the film industry adaptable to learn something like that, to learn how to be proactive and learn. Cause like you said, everyone's like, Oh, here it goes. Film is film is now a service you pay for, but, I mean the book industry has very much greatly acknowledged that with with Kindles and e-readers and all and and then up to audi- uh, uh, Audible and stuff that it's a paid service now. I mean Blockbuster started going that route with MoviePass. Um Netflix recognizes that, streaming recognizes that, but It's the movie theaters themselves that, you know, I mean, music, the music industry, there's no more physical media in the music industry. A band has to basically put out because they want you to touch something because that's, they know the brand. It's a niche thing now to want a CD or a vinyl record. It's not where they're making their money. So... Go ahead. What's what's the movie industry's like? What's going to save them? I don't like. I drive by an AMC. I drive by a showcase and see signs like "Don't worry, we'll be open again someday." I don't think that's going to happen. I I don't know. Uh, the thing is, like, what 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 are they going to learn? Is is not the question because there is nothing to learn here. They everyone knows the score. Everyone has been preparing for. You know, this, this isn't a, this isn't like the out of the blue meteor coming, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's actually, it is sort of like the, meteor coming, because like the in, in real life, you know, the, uh, when, the, when, uh, in, in movies and whatnot, you know, they show like, uh, oh, God, an asteroid is going to impact the Earth, and then it's like, okay, everything's fine, and then suddenly, you know, there's a white flash and everyone's dead. That's not how it works. You know, you would you would see something, you know, s- similar to the moon in the air, like just kind of hanging up in the sky, imperceptibly getting larger to the naked eye, but, you know, like week, day to day for about a week before you're dead, you know? Yeah. So like actually like the comet on the Simpsons where it's just there for like 30 hours and then they're about to be dead. Like that's how it would work. Like in Armageddon, they don't tell anyone that something the size of Texas is about to destroy the planet. They would see it. It's the yeah, size of Texas. It, it's funny uh, t- to save for a different show because I'm doing a show with someone soon where we talk about deep, deep, deep impact in Armageddon. Yeah. Um because they came out within months of each other and both still made money, which yeah. nowadays doesn't go that way. Right. Um, deep impact does such a better job of that. Yeah. Yeah. but it, Like it, that's what the whole movie is about is basically yeah. people sitting on earth and looking and going, fuck, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, so, you know, well, this is what, what happened to movie theaters and like the, the film machine went out with everything that's happening in the entertainment industry on the business end with this pandemic, is like if for for like 30 days it was Deep Impact and then all of a sudden Armageddon happened. Yeah. Because everyone has seen all of this coming and been preparing for it. Like this is why AMCs and Showcases and National Amusements and Regals have been building 4K theaters and having like this this is why Fathom Events built itself from you know like a, a, a cheap operation that streamed uh like mega church sermons and and, and opera performances. Yeah, and right. Yeah. And, and and something and to something that streams everything into theaters uh in like globally into like this giant well what was up until recently a giant operation That came through. This is why uh, all so much of that stuff is ready to go. This is why they are building like these amusement park style theaters and whatnot. This is why this is why 3D happened. This is why 4D happened. It's because they've been getting ready for this inevitable point where everyone has known that streaming was going to that the streaming was going to get popular enough. And the audience that is still the biggest audience, which is our parents, which is the boomers, were going to have enough of their children and grandchildren show them how to make streaming work, that they would decide to stay home all the time and watch everything on streaming. And... Decide, you know. Wait, I've got a giant TV and my re- my chair reclines. Why am I going to a theater? You know what? Why not just watch this here? And yeah. the, and and the studios have wanted this for, depending on the studio, decades. They have wanted to be able to say, okay, here's the movie. You can watch it at home. And also, if you want to see it big, you can go to a theater. I guess. And the movie theater chains have basically been lobbying. Everyone in the industry, with what it, every scrap of money they have, you know, grabbing them by the scruff of the neck, going, "No, if you do that, we won't play your movies." And they just had this fight with, uh, you know, the the fast people and, and Universal, yeah, Universal. Well, now the unstoppable force has met the immovable object, and now everyone is staring down the barrel of the same gun and the the game of chicken is over, and both sides lost, yep, and you know every everyone's everyone's this is the this this is that good scene at the end of an otherwise tepid movie in Gangs of New York, where they've spent the whole movie building up the two the two armies are finally gonna fight each other, and then the the massing warships outside New York that have been preparing to blow the city up with cannons for the whole movie that they haven't been paying attention to, blow the city up with cannons, and the battle doesn't happen, and Leonardo DiCaprio and Daniel Day-Lewis stab each other to death in smoke, and nobody cares. And that's the ironic ending of Gangs of New York, which would be a really great way to end that movie if the rest of that movie was good. Yeah, I've never watched a movie that was so well-directed and so good-looking and had so many great actors in it that I disliked so much. Yeah, and has such a good ending, like, when they when they finally get there, and it's time for the battle again, and then the cannon hits, and everyone looks around, and then suddenly it's like, boom, big action scene, everything blows up, the battle's over, and then the two guys are just still gonna have their stupid, pointless revenge fight, and it's like, what the fuck are we even doing? No one's even gonna remember what we were fighting for, the bigger thing was happening the whole time. This, I'm like, wow, this is so powerful! in A better movie that was about this, yep. Uh, but uh, so yeah, it's it's really something, uh, but so so this is where we are now with this, and and we're and every everything is screwed, and no one knows what's what was going to happen because we've now seen we've now seen the one big domino fall. Mulan is gonna go direct to streaming, um, Tenet. I still think there's a fifty-fifty shot Tenet will play will that Warner Brothers will look at Tenet and go, Alright, we're gonna put it out on VOD and, and show it to you. Maybe after the first couple runs in US theaters, I I feel like there there might be the the amount of secrecy around this one is weird because by like by this point in Inception, they had even like Manage to tell people, okay, look, they're in people's dreams, okay, like that's what it's about, all right. Yeah, and so th- yeah. It, that's the interesting thing about Tenet. Now, I, I, I think you're right. I think Tenet, I think Tenet gets a gets a soft worldwide release with like a five city U.S. opening, like an art house film would. They yeah. let it gain word of mouth by not showing it to anyone until they can see it in those theaters. And then they go, the movie you've been hearing everything about is now video on demand two weeks later. Like, that'll th- that 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 be what happens, probably. Yeah. The thing is, the, the way that, that everyone in the... Stu- Warner Brothers is not great at everything, but one thing they're really great at is they have great studio PR people who are good at generating the idea that something has buzz for a reason that they can't tell you, but trust us, it will. And doing that with Tenet, I feel like there must be some kind of holy shit, holy shit, this is what the movie is actually about thing to it that I feel like I might have, but I don't think I necessarily do yet, that they're, they were expecting, on top of all of the backwards-forward stuff, that when when it snaps into focus, like, I think there's a Bruce Willis is really a ghost moment somewhere in this movie. Yep, it's not necessarily at the end, but probably towards like closer to like the middle. That says actually this is what Tenet is, and this is what whatever the guys on a mission mission like this is what you're doing that is going that is supposed to make people go oh shit. And they didn't want anyone to like they, they they desperately wanted like the viral sensation to be yeah, people they at want, theaters going, Oh yeah. They want someone to be able to go, you gotta see this now because everyone will hear what it is by Monday, and right. they want that to be the reason they make three hundred and eighty million dollars opening weekend. Yeah. Like that and that's what they want. And it's and it's not gonna happen and they're pissed about it and they've been trying to make that work with it. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, It'll be interesting. I mean, yeah. we're getting so the, the movie that be, the movie that's benefiting from all of this strangely is probably a movie that wouldn't have made a giant splash, other than the nostalgia splash, which is the third Bill and Ted movie, which is now yeah. coming out sooner yeah. and is getting a theatrical and VOD simultaneous release. Yeah, that's. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think. Um, when that was coming out, I think it was always going to open pretty well. I think that, especially with the timing that they were giving it in August, I think it was going to be like big, but not massive. Like, I don't Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't, I, it's yeah. great to see Alex Winter in something again, because that guy, yeah. he's been working his ass off in the background ever since those movies. <laughs> so it's, it's good to see him back. Yeah, I think that that would have been a big deal, and it's good and it's good for it, and uh, it, it has benefited. I think that, so Mulan is, is direct-to-streaming. Who knows what happens with Tenet, because I think there's something else in the mix there. Um, I feel like it's all over, but the shouting in terms of Black Widow will probably be a, if it's in theaters, it'll be theatrical and VOD. It's gotta be. It's got to be. I mean, the, they can't go a year without a Marvel movie. They, it was already a diminished year just by Guardians getting the, the weird mix that it got. You know what I mean yeah. like yeah. It's well um, I think they could go a year without a Marvel movie.
1: <coughs> no, they, I don't
0: think they want to. No, I don't saying. think they want I don't think they want to either. I think that it's at the like if this was if this was Infinity War it would be a different story or if this was end game, it would be a different story. Like it would be like, uh, there would be, okay, are we, what are we going to do about people still waiting to find out what happens to the Avengers? Uh, I think that the, if anything, this is building anticipation for whatever the first Marvel thing back is, you know, will be people. Oh God, thank God. Yes, it's back. You know, because I I don't think, despite you know the inevitable slew of articles and whatnot that will be published on this theme, I don't think that the you know the the time without them has revealed that this is not something that people need right now. I kind of have a feeling that if you released the uh, the stats on the Disney Plus right now, you'd find out that this is That's most all of people are watching. That this is yeah. a lot of people have been watching. Yeah pe- people have not like been rediscovering that no uh, suicide squad was actually pretty good. Um I think people forget that despite the loudest lovers and haters of comic book movies being the mid 20s to early to late 40s set of, you know, grown-up geeks that yeah. take all of that out of the mix, take all your SJW Mary Sue stuff out of this mix if you grab any one of these Star Wars films or any one of these Marvel movies that people claim are unabashedly stupid and childish and and, you know do the dumb thing kids love them like they're the goddamn Bible right yeah and and that's the thing I think people forget is the love of a child yeah for watching Tony Stark on screen and Black Widow on screen you don't get that with a with these newer Batman movies and suicide squad and stuff they're there, but it's not the same. Like y- y- you put, you know, the collection of Marvel films in front of a 12 year old. And it's like, it's inspiring them like yeah. the way comics do yeah. that. That's the whole point. I mean, look at, um, into the spider verse for Christ's sake, oh, the yeah. of legs that thing has with, with the young set. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, did Wonder Woman get officially pushed to 2021 or is that like November still? Wonder Woman is... I, I believe Wonder Woman is now November. Wonder Woman is around Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that's, that's the game of chicken, right? As long as Wonder Woman is coming out this year, they're putting Black Widow out this year. That's how that's going to work. Because they can't let DC have that slot. They won't. Right. Well, also, I believe Black... I believe like Black Widow still has to come out if for no other reason than I have... A very strong sense that, and it's not not like this stuff is ever not malleable enough that they can't just change it, but at the bare minimum, I think that um, Black Widow needs to be in like viewable in theaters or on demand or whatever by like enough people before uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is on yeah. is on streaming. Yeah, I, I would imagine they're at least setting up villains and backstory for that. For which, sure. is, which is shooting again, because they're shooting that in like Australia or something. Like they shot part of it in Georgia and they're going to finish it in Australia. Uh, it looks actually it looks like Wonder Woman is still supposed to open in October. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but up, up until about two weeks ago, Tenet was still releasing in August. So there, there, there you go. <laughs> um, shit. So, yeah, I mean, back to the original thing, I was trying to think about what I've actually seen this year. And, uh, you know, the movies like yeah. Underwater, Underwater. Actually, feels Wonder like Woman's something. supposed to come out tomorrow in Belgium. Ah, no shit. It's supposed to, that it's ain't supposed to come out tomorrow in Belgium, but that ain't uh, happening. We, don't, we don't know yet. But I was going to say, Underwater came out this year. Yes, it did. And Underwater was a great little movie. It was. Um, But I I, I've only seen five. Like I was trying to think, it had to have been more. But new movies, it was Underwater, The Invisible Man, which is still I think the best movie I saw this year so far. Um, Hamilton, I that counts. That that was a movie that came out this year. Yep. Um, uh, November sixth, by the way. Black, black, it was we we had it we had it reversed. Black Widow is November sixth, and uh, and uh, Wonder Woman is in October okay um and shit what was that oh but Birds of Prey which was great um and there was another one or two and I can't I mean what's like if, if I know they're not having it probably at least think they said but what would be like the awards movies this year if they were actually gonna have them oh. I know there's been some indie stuff that's come out that's been great from what I've heard but Uh, I, well, um, I think the only one that I've seen that I looked at and said, oh yeah, this is an awards movie right now is. uh, Defy uh, Bloods, probably. uh, Yeah, Defy Bloods is definitely is definitely up. I think that'll be uh, up for like, you know, best picture, best director. Delroy Lindo is probably uh, like at the head of the pack for like best actor. I mean, he's he's a guy he like he's never had a best actor nod. Uh, Oh, Tom Hanks submarine movie came out. I mean that. Oh that yeah, could, that was supposed to be really good. It was really good, and uh, I like I I got a screener for it. Um, it was it was very good. The thing of it is, is they you know they made a deal and released it. It was uh, direct to Apple TV. Oh yes, so those three people saw it. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, so like Greyhound actually really good, and when that's on like regular on demand, I'm sure people will really really enjoy it. But uh, like, no one has Apple TV. Wow. So, uh, but that was really good. Oh, did uh, Call of the Wild come out this year? Uh yeah, yeah, I did actually. That was that was nice. There's nothing that wrong with that. Nice. That was, it was fine. Yeah. Did, when when did you, did you watch that recently? Yeah. No, Dad would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Dad would have gone ape shit for that movie. That was good. That was really good. I don't know. I mean, it, there's nothing groundbreaking about it outside of the fact that. Okay, I get why you did all the animals in digital now because holy shit the things they had them doing. Yeah, um, there's a lot of yeah, that, yeah, pe- people would have been upset if they used trained animals to do a bunch of that stuff and they wanted them to like emote and do things and I yeah. I'm loving I'm loving this third act of Harrison Ford's career where he's yeah. just showing up again. He's not showing up and like doing anything crazy out of the left field again, but he's just showing up and being like, hey, hey." I'm awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, I like that movie, and I also did like. I am like I understand that it, it's the thing that people like you know like watched and then said I can't take this movie seriously. I really did like watching the behind the scenes stuff of Harrison Ford, you know, interacting with a, a grown ass man in in a green suit pretending yep. to be a dog. Yep, it was it, great. It's, it's it's the guy who plays King Kong. In yep. in uh, you know like a, a green sort of dog shaped rig, just kind of like you know, prancing around on the ground. That's really because it's. I don't think Harrison Ford ever stopped being sort of mystified by the fact that this was happening. No, wow! Like really? he really, like he, he just kind of which works for the character in the movie, but like even in the beginning he just kind of keeps looking at it, going, "Am I really doing this?" Okay. So that makes me think of something. Someone shared this incredibly wholesome behind the scenes thing that I had never seen before. Um, It was behind the scenes um, and it's Harrison Ford again, reacting this exact way. Um, This guy, I mean, he for being like, you know, the actor that he is and banging in this stuff, like just imagine the career, like, like most of his original film work was interacting with stuff that wasn't there. And yeah. like direct auteur directors having to go, okay, picture space. What? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, there's this behind the scenes from Raiders of the Lost Ark where he's got Indy, Spielberg's got Indy and all the extras playing the Nazis and he goes, all right. So picture up, up, on, this, up on this altar here that the Ark of the Covenant is going to open and there's going to be smoke and green and red and, and yellow blips and God is going to be in the room and you're going to light up and you're going to melt. So this is what I want you to do. And these guys have these rigs with these, like, lights to point the light at their faces because awesome practical effects, right? We don't know how to do the lighting change in a – there's no computer to do the lighting change in, yet we can draw on the ghost. but And to see, like, Harrison in the background just looking at it, like, mystified, and then you wonder – how did he get performances out of these people? How did people take any of this seriously? And it's so wholesome to see Spiller going, no, you, you gotta like vibrate like this, like God's inside you. It's like what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, Steve. God, where's my paycheck? You're you're an artist, Gus. You're an artist. I don't know. Just cracks me up. It's fun. Um, let's see. What I mean, I you know. It'll be interesting, like I am super bummed for horror fans that the Halloween movies got pushed. I really liked that first one. You know, it's not, there's nothing groundbreaking about it, but I love it and I would like to see more. I don't think we need more, but it's kind of a bummer. I really would hope that they're just trolling us and they do their middle one or or one of them is Halloween 3 and they just go, yeah, Michael Myers isn't in this. It would crack Mm -hmm. me up. They totally because the director joked, if I got to make a sequel, I'm just going to make Halloween 3. (laughs) (laughs) i thought that would be really freaking funny doubt that they'll do that but you never know they did technically kill him and so maybe they spend a movie maybe one time one of these horror movies that's re-envisioning an old franchise or adding to it will actually have the balls to like like imagine even though the movie was not good the balls that that nightmare on Elm street remake would have had if they fully went through the fact that no, Freddie was not actually guilty of the things you said. And this is just freaking hell demons coming back to fuck you over for killing an innocent guy would have been a really fucking cool twist. And they went totally limp on it and just didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, And that's a bummer because the movie's not that great, but Jackie Earl Haley is great in it. And if they had just committed to that, that would have made it memorable. You yeah, know, it, it's, it was, it was all over the place. Uh, we do still it's have Candyman. Candyman is supposed to come out October 16th. Ah, yes. And, um, and, oh man, um, uh, the director oh, crap, I'm not, I'm going to mispronounce the fuck out of her name. Nia DeCosta. Nia DeCosta. There is, um, has Captain Marvel too. Yes. Yes, she does. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, the new Candyman movie looks good and I hear it's actually a sequel. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the speculation, anyway. No, the tra- the, the new trailer. Have you seen? Have you, ha- I mean, did you see the trailers for this? I've seen the early one, but they only hinted that Tony Todd could be in it. They, I never heard his voice. Oh that's no, it's, why I- it's, no, it's it's not it's not Tony Todd. The the trailers make it fairly explicit that the guy who is like the the painter guy appears to be the baby from Candyman one. Oh, no shit! I didn't even put two and two together with that like that oh, hey. that seems to be unless I'm completely misreading it, that seems to be I oh mean, fuck. Now, now while you're talking, let me check and make sure about that but uh oh even. man, no, it looks good it it and the thing that makes me the happiest about it is it does not look like it was made now. It looks yeah. like it could have just been a direct sequel to like that. It has that like, mid-90s horror vibe to it that all of the Candyman movies, even the shitty ones, had that, that, that I liked. Yeah. yeah oh, it looks, it awesome. looks very cool. I mean, it's just... Horror, horror is being taken very seriously now, and it's been being very serious for a long time. I don't know... I, I, it's been so long, and I'll just say again that it was great because we probably went into it on the last one. But you had told me to watch Blood Quantum, and yeah. holy shit, was that good! Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of what else I've seen. Um, my PS4 is awesome. Father's Day happened after I think Bob got, <laughs> Bob got me a PS4. I've been playing. Um, I've been playing Man Eater, which is. Dumb as a bag of rocks and super simple, but Grand Theft Auto with a bull shark is an absolute blast, and I can't get enough. Final Fantasy Remake is one of the greatest re-envisioned video games I've ever played, <laughs> uh-uh. and I haven't opened anything else. I'm going to beat those two before I touch anything else. I've got The Last of Us, the original one, which I've never played, and Spider-Man sitting right there in line. Nice. I finished uh-huh. these. Fall Guys is now out on uh, on uh, Switch and PS4. Oh, Fall Guys finally came out! That thing was a yeah. blast. Just uh, just so you had a, uh, an awareness on that, it's gotten. Oh, uh, Fall Guys crazy. was awesome. And uh, I just uh, I, I just that. did I, I just did, I just did check and uh, Candyman is a uh, a sequel to uh, the original Candyman, and the uh, main character is uh, Anthony McCoy grown up. That's crazy. Yeah! Wow! Oh, that's ballsy. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. Yeah. What so, else? Uh, since we since we talked last. Oh, is it, are they still doing that, that? There's like a labyrinth show being concocted, right? Yeah. Supposedly, labyrinth is still being worked on. I mean, all of these things are up in the air. I mean, who knows what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, Like the 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 ne- the the Tron thing got turned back on again randomly. Yeah, but it's not. It's your, you know, yeah, I—I I mean, granted, I will say this: I Jared Leto is in the Blade Runner twenty forty nine movie, and he—they basically said we're going to write a character that's just as douchey as Jared Leto, and he just kind of played that guy, and—and and that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, I liked the last Tron movie. It's—it's it's mm-hmm. useless, but it's really fun and beautiful, and I like it. Um, do I need more Tron? Don't know. I don't know. I don't think no. I need more Tron, but I'll watch more Tron. Indeed. Uh, it it does look like I was incorrect earlier. Soul has not been uh, officially slated for a VOD release. It is going to... Uh, it's uh, November 20th, still for theaters. They're still assuming everything in November... Mis- somehow, mysteriously, everyone seems to think that everything's going to get a whole lot better in November. I mean, probably, but you don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden the disease is gone uh no but i uh it it feels a bit like uh you see that's the thing is if if it feels like every it's kind of like how the world was all of a sudden going to be able to open up and it just happened to be a week before july 4th right yeah i think that uh i think that policy will be more coherent Oh no, that's that's very in, true. But in, in even so though AMC needs a couple months of yeah. lockdown to fix itself, yeah. No, I think that uh, I have a feeling that once people know that uh, if things go wrong, they will not continue to go more wrong after that. That there will be more things willing to take chances.
1: Whether I think what, I think what AMC, else.
0: I think what AMC and everybody need to do now is just. Open up rogue movie theaters in New Zealand who are now, what, 110 days with no new cases? They just had one new case after 110 days. One? Yeah. Oh, no. There are, to be fair, there are more sheep than people in that country. I understand, but still.
1: Well, mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, Antibiotic we is, uh, say-
0: is coming uh, to streaming on September 18th. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and, uh, no time to die also still slated for November. Uh Free Guy pushed to December. West Side Story, the Spielberg one, pushed to December. Uh, West Side to- Story starring the girl who played the bullet in Hamilton, who is yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh coming to America. Uh coming to America, yep, number two. Yes. Uh, I believe that's I believe he, that's another one he's doing for Netflix. God, I I I hope that that's going to be a hard one to Eddie Murphy has done a wonderful job of coming back into the world. I can't wait to see his comedy special that he's doing because that'll be the tell if he's either going to Dave Chappelle it, or he's going to be able to go above that, which Dave Chappelle still, I, I like Dave Chappelle, but his special was so old guy yells at cloud about topics and Eddie Murphy, I'm hoping, has made it past that. Because um, well, Chappelle started sounding damagingly like the end of Carlin's career when he was really yeah. angry. The, the advantage that, it, that Eddie Murphy has is that he seems old because he has been doing it for so long. But like we forget that he was like 22 in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, we forget that 1986, when he was huge, he was like 19. Yeah. yeah, that that's a very good point. That he was an actual child when he was making like when when he was huge on SNL and then went to uh, to 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 his movies. So like when he's coming back now, like this is not. A uh, you know a comedian who disappeared in in middle age and had a midlife crisis coming back. This is a middle aged man who decided he wanted to work to go to work again. Yeah, I'm just I'm really hoping it works out for him because Dolomite was so good. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think he got too little credit for that. That was so good that I want coming to America and another Beverly Hills Cop and all of this stuff to just be gargantuan hits for him yeah i think and i think it, i think it should i think i think that it should and uh that you know i mean that takes us up to december and like that and dune and a few other things oh are... yeah they, they still they still let him make that okay yeah, no, they, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they have dune coming which is uh which uh i hope it works i i think of people whose niche has become re- i mean Well, Velen Velenville, I can't, Denis Velen, I can never, I'm bad with names, uh, but his movies movies have all been fantastic as far as I'm concerned, but it, after seeing Arrival, and then they go, yeah, he's going to do, you know, um, Blade Runner, oh, no, that makes complete sense, but I like differently from the way these two Jurassic World movies have come out which I actually like both of them they're not great films but I like both of them where they're copying a look but not quite getting it Blade Runner 2049 felt like it just existed in the same world and so if he can do that with Dune that's great but I think people forget that Dune is boring (laughs) (laughs) i love dune to death i've 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 read a lot you know it's it's just it's one of those things like if lord of the rings hadn't played around as a film in merging characters and playing with timelines that would have been like a 15 hour slog of a story that those of us that love it are going to be like yay look hobbits you but and and peter jackson i'm sure would have gladly made that movie you you know um that's how the hobbit movies turned out a lot a lot of the way but There's something to be said that, you know, even Blade Runner requires a little bit of pacing and good directing and good screenwriting and stuff to really make it jump, and it doesn't work for everybody. And I worry that if Dune is too by-the-book and too good of an adaptation, that it's just going to fall flat with people. Well, you know, we'll see. Right now, Veneuve is sort of like the king of... Big movies that of like blockbusters that uh, that people don't actually go to see that uh, you know film people end up really enjoying. So who knows? I I have a weird like why why is it? And again, no discredit to either of these filmmakers, but why is it that he gets people to invest in him and Del Toro can't? Uh, Villeneuve finishes on time and works with studios. Uh, so that's that's the answer. Okay. Okay. Because they're both great filmmakers. It just would be wonderful to see, you know, hey, guy, <laughs> let me give you $300 million for your passion project. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Of course, then we get Crimson Peak, which I absolutely love, and no one liked it because they advertised it wrong. Pretty much. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it's always a crapshoot, and it's going to be more of one heading into this. And uh, I think, yeah, I think another Oscar possible movie that I saw was Shirley with Elizabeth Moss, which was very good. Uh, oh, she cool! Played, She's great. She plays Shirley Jackson. It's a uh, it's a it's a low key drama, but it's also the sort of thing that uh, get gets you a. Uh, She's been kind of like pushing for uh, an awards movie for a for a while. This is a, this is uh, probably the one that gets her nominated at least, and uh, it's a solid one. Uh, like I, I saw *Radioactive*, which is a movie about Marie Curie. With uh, it, it's okay, it's not great. It's okay. Um, I think they pushed the. Uh, there were a lot of like um, like female scientists, female writer movies this year. I think they pushed the one with Kate Winslet looking for fossils it to uh to next year but i think it's doing festivals uh so uh don't know yeah it's it's all very up in the air and uh everything else is like uh there's been a lot of there's a lot of need to catch up with them the the old guard very good that's what i've heard yeah Yeah, i gotta check that out solid like really nothing wrong with it that's one that really should if that had like been in theaters would have been a big, big deal because it's like, yeah, yeah, this is a really cool action movie. It's not huge, but it's cool, and the characters are good, and it's different, and it feels like something like it's the first time in a while that I've seen like an any kind of action film that feels like it's like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, this this is not exactly like any other thing that I can really make. Like it's it's not totally different, but it's a lot of stuff that I haven't seen pushed together in exactly this way so cool and uh and it, it was uh, it was working um otherwise it's uh, yeah i can't say what that whole vision of it looks like yet it's i think most of the award stuff is going to end up going to streamers like netflix and uh hulu and you know, Prime, and I don't think all of those movies are out yet, and there's going to be just the usual glut of them rushing out all at once because everyone was still waiting while this, uh, while the pandemic played out, and the, it's all still just going to come rushing in in the fall. Yeah, now, that, that's the next thing, right? Because some parts of the U.S. have never closed theaters. No, they no, did. They, they all, theaters they still all did? Closed. Every single one, every, every single local mom and pop and everywhere. Chains closed. I know chains did. I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm just saying, I don't think any, uh, any theaters were able to open pretty much anywhere because it was like indoor dining. Interesting. Okay. So leaving that one aside, obviously we can't account for the parts of the, there's certain parts of the country that are going to be the first to open because they've been pushing for it, but let's, let's, let's set it local to, to the Boston area. Yeah. When do you think a person, it won't be me, I'm not fucking setting foot in a movie theater again for a while, but when do you think the first person is going to be able to set foot in a theater in Boston again? I'm saying not till at least after Thanksgiving, and that's bare minimum. I don't know. Um... And this is just speculation. I just, you know, judging from the fact that we thought we'd be back in theaters in July, you know, I'm, that's the royal we. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's, there are some outliers in the outer parts of the state that are already open. I know that. So, I don't know. Uh, but like AMC Boston Common, for example. Now, that's, that's notwithstanding AMC just not opening again at all. But... Um, I think when a big enough movie is released and the studios tell AMC open... I, like, I think, I think when Tenet comes out, I think uh, if, if they keep to the plan of where Tenet is right now, I think it's probably that. And that's what? Is that still late August? Yeah, that's, that's still barreling ahead. Well, it's August, It's uh, late August for... Hold on. I thought it was late August for the rest of the world, and then the United States gets whenever they get their act together, was the way that they said it. Uh, September 3rd for the U.S. and. Uh, okay and everything else. So maybe it's uh, still still wonder Woman. No, will it still be wonder woman? I don't know. Uh because people are expecting uh the uh the Wonder Woman release date to change possibly again at uh the DC Fandom event which is on the 22nd. Yeah, that's when that that'll be an interesting tell. Oh, actually Wonder Woman yeah. Wonder Woman uh, is slated for October which is after Tenet. So but uh yeah, so Tenet is supposed to be in the U.S. September third, so maybe September third. Now the outliers. I mean, B- Bill and Ted is supposed to release in theaters, whether that's two theaters or you know five thousand is, yeah. is remains to be seen. But um, I don't know. It's just it's going to be really interesting because I I think it's gone on so long that those of us that are you know adverse to it, it's going to take a lot to get me back. Yeah. And I love, I mean, this is notwithstanding. I am not a deaf to, you know, the theatrical experience kind of guy. I love watching movies streaming, but nothing, not even a drive-in, which I love can, re- I don't need the best sound in the world and the full 3D, 4D, you know, um, ultra 4K, whatever to get me in there. There's just something very comfortable to me about that experience that. I guess this equates to it furthers the feelings of the discomfort that you started feeling about the experience after those shootings. Yeah. I think this is just furthering that it's like, as a kid, this is like, you know, we, when we were kids and we hit a certain age, this was okay. Mom and mom has to go run some errands. She's going to dump us at the movie theater for a couple hours yeah. and we're supposed to be safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so this is furthering that, you know, and and I, you know, God forbid, you know, sounding to people like a man baby. But a lot of our likes and dislikes and things we're comfortable come from experiences from when we were children. A lot of our likes and dislikes and things that we're into come from that. So I equate the theatrical experience from being 13 and getting to go and, you know, watch, you know, uh, a, a movie for the first time by myself with my friends. And for that experience to get turned into, you know, this a fiasco then and now into a no this is something that could outright kill you um is is a scary thought man yeah and i just i don't know you know i i'll gladly watch stuff at home but i i do long for a day where i can watch something in a theater again and and i hope that it comes but i would not put myself or anyone else at risk to do it i want to leave my house yeah exactly I'm. Uh, I, I. 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 If they have to dump bleach on the audience itself in between movies to to make this work, I want this to work. I want them to fix things. I agree. I, I am. I. I am so livid that nothing is turned on and working, and there's nothing to fucking do. Not because it can't be fixed but because morons are running the fucking country and yeah they go they, from they I, go from sorry this is broken to look i fixed it what did you do i said it's fixed and and oh. <laughs> i i won't get off onto a rant here because i will just explode and this isn't that podcast but like i i am i don't mind saying that i am really impressed with how committed I am to being a good person in other respects of my life. Because if I didn't care about anything else, I I could see if there wasn't other political bullshit attached to it, I can easily see how I could become someone who was just mad as hell that he couldn't go in and sit down at a fucking bar right now. Because I am really, really angry. Oh, I understand. And that's, the that, that's, that's part of the reason why, you know, people close to me like you and, and, and our family that I know are being safe. I've been at least open to the idea of us getting together, you know, once a week. Yeah. Just just to calm that that anger. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm angry. I'll agree with you that that people's ignorance is making it so I can't think I can't think that my kid can go back to school safe. I'm angry at teachers that think it's okay to run around on social media and complain that because I think I'd like it to get to a point where it's okay, that all of a sudden, you know, they, they all of a sudden don't need to do their job. I feel for them, but to go and like, turn, turn this into, an anger hate-filled smear and fire campaign over just basic human decency yeah we should all work together to make it better and no one's expecting you to just be better with a flip of a switch like the people that are in charge think it should be able to be and it and be, because of that ignorance we're not moving ahead at all yeah and all of that comes to say that you know at least we get to see each other and talk to each other, and hopefully, some people get a little bit of an escape listening to us. And I always like talking to you, Bob, and I, I hope um, I hope I'm doing enough to help the anger calm as much as I can. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to go back to work. Okay. Um, <laughs> on a on a. I guess, uh, no, there's nothing real positive to say about the time we're in. It's August, we hope to talk to you guys again soon, and I've got shows that I have in the works that I can't wait to release on people, but Bob, outside of you know, watching screeners that you have no knowledge of when they're possibly going to get released so you don't know when you can release reviews, what else are you doing? Tell people where they can find Bob. I am the weekly film critic at The Escapist where I also produce the big picture. I have, uh, my uh, own web channel and uh, movie Bob at uh, the uh, YouTube and movie Bob Central, which will be updating with new content soon. Uh, on the YouTube, I have uh, In Bob We Trust, really that good, big picture classic, many, many things coming down the pipe and other new cool stuff coming soon. So look for me there. And I'm on Twitter at the underscore movie Bob. Bob, thank you again. I uh, soon we're going to have way more positive things to talk about, but we're trying. Um, thank you, Bob. Uh, for coming along with me on the tangent. Thank you all for listening. As always, this has been Chris. I'm Bob. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yep.